What if your personal or business brand was so focused and so on target that it was easy for everyone in your organization to understand? What if you connected with your clients on an emotional level so deeply that they never forgot you? This is what the most successful brands in the world do. It's not about ad budgets. It's about developing a consistent brand, no matter the industry, location, or size of the company. Discover your brand and create an amazing, foolproof marketing strategy. This is the Brand Archetypes Podcast, hosted by Kevin Scarrett and Amy Zander, owners of BrandArchetypes.com. Join them on a journey to discover your most powerful, true brand. Welcome back to the Brand Archetypes Podcast, everyone. This is Kevin Skerritt, and I'm with Amy Zander. Amy, how are you? Amy? Amy? Oh, yeah. I'm flying solo today. I'm recording all by myself, and Amy is working hard on her uh, Michigan Mob Summit, and uh, she's... uh, going to be back with us this coming week and uh, we have some changes in store so yeah i'm flying solo today uh we're changing things up some on how we do our podcast and we've got exciting things in store for the year uh basically what it's coming down to is amy is going to be taking on a much larger role in the whole process of managing the book the website the questionnaire the podcast and uh, i'll be stepping back a little bit i'll be doing a lot of guest podcasting and uh, sitting in um, often, but uh, what's happening is I'm going to uh, retire and help out Amy with Brand Archetypes when I can and when it's fun and that, that continues to, uh, to happen, uh, but uh, I have put my agency work aside to uh, focus on this and uh, to do uh, a lot of cr- creative stuff, so art and stained glass and woodworking and pyrography and drawing and a lot of reading. So yes, I'm excited about upcoming retirement. So on with today's podcast. So for the very first time of me doing a solo one, I thought to myself, well, what is it that small business owners, especially, what, are they, what is it that they struggle with? What do they feel like they, they need to know more than anything else? And after doing this for almost 20 years, over a decade and a half, there are just a handful of things that businesses will very commonly struggle with. And so what I've done is I've put together the 10 commandments of brand strategy as it relates to archetypes, uh, especially, but this is is, uh, a topic uh, that you really should pay attention to. These are the fundamentals. These These are the basic ideas. If you're not doing everything that I'm talking about today, thinking about it, putting it into your operations, uh, you're probably missing out on some pretty big things. You've probably got some big gaps in your strategy. So pay attention. And uh, just to kind of double check myself, I thought, well, 10 commandments of branding. I bet you there are a lot of brand strategy people out there, professionals who have done blog posts and articles on the exact same topic, their ideas of what are the Ten Commandments. And I I went out and searched and found literally dozens and dozens of of blog posts with the exact same title, the Ten Commandments of Branding or the Ten Commandments of Brand Strategy or the Ten Commandments of Marketing. And what I have found is 
the idea of what are the 10 most fundamental ideas. The, the ideas are just all over the place. So I kind of sifted through a couple of dozen of them and certainly have my own ideas of what are the most important things. And uh, I, all I really did by reading the others is kind of got blown away by the, the range of ideas. But uh, there, are some, there are some professionals out there who aren't including even the, some of the most fundamental ideas in their list of the top 10. So uh, I'd like to think that this is going to be a solid list for you. And we're, we're going to go through this really quickly. So uh, let's just start at the bottom. And uh, well, no, no, let's, let's, let's do that in the correct order here. I've got the list in front of me and trying to decide which would be better, the least prioritized first or the most important first. Let's go with the most important. Okay, are you ready? The Ten Commandments of Branding, number one. The number one commandment is have a strategy. So once you establish your brand strategy, you need to stay hyper-focused on it. The more focused you are on that strategy and all of the nuances of your strategy, the stronger your brand will become. If you don't have this kind of hyper-focus, You'll find yourself flip-flopping back and forth within the strategy. You'll, 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 you'll find yourself veering off the rails, not focused at all on your strategy. You'll find uh, a lack of consistency if you don't put this focus in. So having a strategy right up front and focusing on it with a hyper-focus is super important. Number one strategy. So what is a strategy? Well, for our brand archetypes, Basically, get the archetype for yourself. You can go to brandarchetypes.com and take the free questionnaire. Take the questionnaire, and it will give you the archetypes in reverse order by selecting an archetype at that point and then listening to past podcasts where we talk about the implementation process and how these archetypes make the idea of a brand strategy way, way easier, not just to, to create but to implement as well. If you want an a, a easy way to implement a brand strategy, there is no easier strategy than selecting an archetype. Okay, are you ready for commandment number two? The second one in is focus on emotions. If you've been listening to our podcast in it, for any period of time, we've been doing this for over two years now, and we're up over 80 podcasts. If you've been listening to them, you, you know that we talk about emotions all the time. So know what emotions you are trying to tap into. And if you're thinking to yourself, if you're new to the podcast or if you're questioning this process at all, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what do, what do emotions really have to do with this? It's, you know, that's a little, sounds a little frou-frou, a little, little warm and fuzzy for me. Maybe that's not going to work. Well, <laughs> I'm putting it number two on the list for a very good reason. It is the it's to have any a strong emotional connection is how your strategy is going to work. If you don't establish powerful emotion, emotional connections, your strategy won't work. So know what those emotions are. Avoid all others. Be sensitive to the energy level of that of that of those emotional connections, and uh, just know that. By tapping into those emotions, that's where your strength is going to come. So another little kind of side uh, 
note, I, and I did read this in another person's blog post, and I thought, well, that's a really good point. I'm going to bring that up during the, the section on emotions. If you've ever heard of The Secret, it's a, it was a kind of a documentary movie kind of thing with a bunch of famous people talking about The Secret. Basically, it's the law of attraction, and, and I'll just give you the Reader's Digest version here. The law of attraction is whatever energy you put into any idea, that's what you will get out of it. So if, we're, if the idea is life or you know my family or my relationship with my significant other or whatever the thing is, in this case, we're talking about brand strategy. If you put in negative energy, you know, you're always doubting yourself or you're you're questioning whether you're whether you should be doing this versus that, and uh, or you're you're always chasing after your competitors because you're afraid of what's going to happen to you. If all of this negative energy works its way into your strategy, uh, you're going to get nothing but negativity back. So uh, this this even is even more nuanced than you might imagine. Let's say, for example, you create a campaign where you're telling people what not to do with regard to your product or service. Even that is a negative approach. When you emphasize the negative side of anything, then that's what gets amplified. So be positive in your marketing. Be positive in your your brand development. And when it comes to the emotions of your brand strategy, keep this in mind. You know, keep, stay on the positive side of things. Okay, commandment number three. Know your audience. So past podcasts, we've talked about personas. There is a very formal process of creating personas. And a, a persona is a representation of a chunk of your audience. So if I create a persona that is for uh, you know, small business owners who are struggling with their brand strategy, uh, that would be a persona that would probably embody a, probably a third to a half of all of my customers. And so I could dive into the demographics, the psychographics. And demographics are things like you know, age and uh, marital status and uh, you know, their uh, uh, annual income and ethnicity and what their, their, uh, their uh, uh, type of job they have. So those are the, the demographics of my audience. The psychographics are the things like uh, what motivates them. Uh, what are they afraid of? What uh, what inspires them? What trips their triggers? You know things that are psychological. Uh, so strongly recommend going through the process of establishing a persona. Uh, another thing about this audience, this concept, we you know you, we talk about social media all the time as a form of marketing. Uh, we talk about understanding your target audiences and personas and everything. Let's take that a step further. I recommend that you actually create a tribe, or at least conceptually, philosophically, you create a tribe. If you create a tribe, and what I mean by that is establish a framework for your audience to interact with you, and possibly interact with your other customers or other people who are interested in the ideas surrounding your products and services. By creating this tight-knit group of people, they as a group kind of support each other and in the process of doing that, they will support you, right? So uh, have uh, have forums for customer service and uh, 
in your in your social media marketing, uh, create groups where people can ask questions or talk about how your products or services are used are used. So getting deep in with your audience, understanding them, but also finding new and creative ways of connecting with them. That's the way to really, really tap into the power of your audience and just understand that uh, people really hate being sold to but they love buying stuff so know that and and as i said that you have to think to yourself is that true for me do i actually like buying stuff but do i really like being sold to and the answer probably 99 percent of the time is yeah i like buying stuff and i hate being sold to just know that that's how all almost all people are and that when you come across or when your brand comes across is too hard hitting the the sales process is too hard too direct uh, it's you're probably going to be off-putting right so tap more into those emotions and less into sales mode okay on to commandment number four <laughs> okay now this is going to be an obvious one this is going to seem real obvious but it is shocking to me over the course of a couple of decades of how often people fall down on this i'm I'm a, a web developer, marketer, brand strategist, social media guy. And so I interact with business owners all the time around their businesses. And it's really kind of embarrassing to me when I have a new prospective customer come up to me. They ask me if I can help them with their marketing as if the marketing is their problem. And way more often than not, the marketing isn't their problem. The problem is their brand strategy. Number one, that is almost always the case. They just haven't considered brand as a way of fixing their marketing. But almost as often, and very sad to say, is they either have horrible products or services or their customer service is just so lacking. I, I think that what happens with these business owners is they get into a mode where they're so busy doing their business that they forget about things like customer service or quality control. Okay, so your job is not to sell, let me put a not so pleasant word onto this, crap. Your job is not to sell crap to people. It's to sell good products and services with great customer service to people who want to fall in love with your products and services and to, to buy from you over and over again. And you can't do that if you have a horrible product or if you have horrible customer service. So step number one, right, before you start tweaking other things, fix those fundamental things first. First, it is impossible to have a great brand if you have a horrible product. Just, it's impossible. So fix the basics. Okay, the next uh, uh, commandment, uh, number five, is know your competition. So what do I mean by that? You know, if I, if I go out and talk to other brand people or marketing people, they'll, call, they'll talk about your positioning statements and, you know, market analysis and competitive analysis. And, they'll, and, and these are all fine uh, things to do. But you have to understand who your competitors are, both direct competitors and indirect competitors. Um, you have to understand who's leading the market, how you plan on taking over that lead. Uh, 
you have to not focus on chasing your competitors. Let them chase you. So there's this, there is this aspect of not worrying too much about your competitors because you're the one out front and they're chasing you. And if, and if that's the case, then uh, go ahead and let them do whatever the heck they want. It takes the burden off of you of always having to, to pay super, super, super close attention. Um, I'm not saying ignore your competitors. What I'm saying is, is understand who they are and every once in a while check in to see how you're doing up against them. So I said earlier, direct competitor and indirect competitor. A direct competitor, like for me, would be someone who is offering uh, web development services and brand strategy services and social media consulting services. They're they're a full-service digital agency. An indirect competitor would be a guy who does web development, kind of, sort of, uh, you know, picked picked it up by doing it on his own uh, a couple of years ago and has cranked out a couple of websites. Yeah. The average business owner will look at the two of us and they'll say, oh, yeah, they both develop websites. They're the same. Eh, well, in, in my opinion, not at all because he's, that other person's not a full-service agency, but they also don't provide a lot of the services that I do. And the depth of experience and uh, the, the quality of the, the services delivered can't really be compared. So uh, understand your your direct competitors, the people who you're truly going head-to-head-to-head with, but also understand how your target audience may kind of mix you in with a whole other group of people who aren't really like you, but they're, they're doing that because they, they just don't know any better. Okay, uh, let's see. Number six is marketing. No surprise. Part of your brand strategy is to develop a strategy for marketing. Understand that your brand gets its legs and gets out into the wild through the process of marketing. What's shocking to me, you remember I I said earlier that uh, people who don't focus on their customer service and they don't focus on their quality, they, they kind of fall down a lot. Well, the same thing happens here. Way too often, in business of all levels, all the way up to the big enterprise whales of the world, all the way down to the smallest micro business you can imagine, and everything in between, one of the very first line items of expenses that will get cut during during rough times is the marketing line item. Oh my gosh, don't ever do that. The the more consistent your your marketing is over time, the fewer ebbs and flows and highs and lows and whipsaws that you have in your marketing process, the fewer of those things that you're going to have in your revenue stream and your your new acquisition of customers and, and how how you would adapt and adopt to every market change by evening out and staying focused on consistent strong marketing. Uh, you're not going to try to do everything all at once, but by having that consistent uh, focus on your marketing, you're going to be a lot better off. Don't ever slack just because things are really busy and and you know things are great. You're high in the hog, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I just don't have time to do an, another one of those campaigns." Well, what's going to happen is you're going to not do that campaign and you're going to get going to stay busy for a little bit longer. And then by the time you say to yourself, oh, wow, I really should be doing some marketing. I haven't done that in a while. Well, the effect of that will have already 
trickled into the process, things will start to decline and, and you and you find yourself in this big dip. And a lot of people, that's when they make the decision to start marketing again. Again, way too late because the effect of that marketing isn't going to come in for at least a few more weeks, maybe months. So don't fall into the trap of having whipsaw marketing. Stay consistent. Uh, don't try to do everything. And there's a lot of people who will say, oh, well, there's, there's this uh, brand new social media company. Let's try that. That's good. Dabble in that. But don't try every single social media platform. That's not manageable. That's not uh, sustainable, right? So dabble, yes. Explore a lot. Try new things in both your marketing concepts as well of all, as well of all of your platforms. But don't try to do everything. Again, focus is more important than you know trying to blanket cover the whole world, right? Next, uh, uh, the seventh commandment is have a great identity. Well, what do I mean by that? For our frequent listeners, they will know the difference between brand and identity. Identity is what you are recognized by, by the whole world. So your identity are things like your logo, your tagline, your color palette, your font selections, your you know anything and everything where a person looks at you. You know the design of your packaging and and uh, colors and smells and textures and anything that is tangible that a person experiences that and they go, oh, oh yeah, that's XYZ company. I know who that is. That's your identity. The emotional connections, that's your branding. So have a great logo. If you don't have a great logo, whether you think that's impacting you or not, I'm going to suggest it is. If you don't have a tagline, create a great tagline. If you have any questions about any of these things, go back to our past podcasts and you will find that we have talked about all this stuff in the past. If you don't know what a great logo is, we've got, I think, two or three whole episodes on what makes a great logo. Same thing for taglines. Same thing for everything else in your identity. Okay, eighth commandment is social. Embrace it. So social media, it is, it is amazing to me that we are now, what, 25 years, 20 years plus into the whole world of social media. And uh, at some point in time, I think we're just going to stop referring that way, I would hope. But if you are not pro- fully in, in embracing and fully adapting and adopting social platforms into your marketing strategies then you are missing out. And I've been saying this for 10 years, maybe longer, 15 years. 15 years ago when people were not adopting it, I thought it was I thought it was a little unusual that they wouldn't take advantage of something new and powerful. Well, here it is 15 years later. Now I'm just kind of blown away that there are still people who are not fully embracing social media as uh, a form of marketing. Uh, the reason it comes into a, a conversation like this is because your social marketing is tapping into real people out on the interwebs. Well, if you're connecting with real people, that's your opportunity to establish strong emotional connections. Hence, your brand strategy, right? So if if the brand strategy is all about emotional connections, you can't really connect with objects. You can only connect with people, and the best way to connect with people is through social media. So... 
Live it, love it, learn it. Go for it. Okay, ninth commandment, number nine, number nine. This one was kind of a catch-all, and I begin it with the word be, B-E. So this is the B commandment. Be authentic. Be relevant. Be memorable. And the last little tidbit here, keep it simple. Or keep it simple, stupid, which is the KISS principle. So all of these things of who you are and how you should be are kind of wrapped up into this one. The biggest one, though, is be authentic. If you are not authentic in your marketing, authentic in your communication, authentic in your brand strategy, then people pick up on that. They know. If you're if you're kind of clumsily slogging your way through this because it's something you feel like you have to do and you're not really coming across as authentic, it's, it's almost worse to do that than to do nothing. Almost. Almost worse to do that. And the reason is, is when people realize that you're not being authentic, it, it, they would just rather do business with someone who is or someone who successfully conveys uh, through their connections a, a product or a service where, yeah, I, I'm going to feel more comfortable with this other company, company because they're coming at me with messages that feel authentic, right? Um, in the last commandment, number 10, uh, put it at the, the end because it's one of these truisms that if you don't do it, you're going to fall down in lots and lots and lots of places because of a lack of information, because of a lack of awareness and knowledge. And the commandment is test everything. So at first, you might not have time or energy or the money to, to build in deep testing processes and, and that's okay but at some point in time as you grow and as you know when you're a solopreneur you're you've got on every single hat for the entire company and maybe you know testing protocols and marketing are, are a little bit out there and you're, you don't have the time or energy for it but as you grow especially as you bring on new people and as your products and services start to succeed you are going to want to make your marketing and your brand strategy much more efficient than in those early days. And the only way to do that is if you're testing to see what works. I mean, why do a marketing campaign off the cuff when with a little bit of upfront testing or referring back to past testing, you can make a couple of tweaks and improve the effectiveness of that campaign by 50 or 100 or 200% just by adjusting the ideas based on the information that you got in your testing. Right? How, how often do people move from page to page in your site? Which page has the longest uh, you know, on-time read time? Uh, how, many, uh, how many campaigns completely fell flat on their face? And what was the nature of those campaigns? What kinds of ads are working in the different platforms that you're working with? You know, if you're doing Twitter ads versus Facebook ads versus magazine ads or radio or whatever, you know, traditional old school media um, Still, this applies still. So everything having to your website, of course, is way easier to test than uh, all this other stuff. But that's not to say it's the only place that you test. You have to test everything. You have to test all of your ideas if you really truly want to know if they're working or not. So uh, here's kind of an interesting tidbit. Uh, consider what your current marketing budget is and then annual annual budget 
and then divide that by your gross revenues, right? You're going to get a number, a percentage. It might be half of a percent, might be 25% in it, or somewhere in between, right? There are industry standards of how much people spend on their marketing. Talk to some competitors. Talk to some other people in your business, your, in your industry, to see what how much they spend on their marketing. That That's not like double top secret stuff where people aren't going to be willing to share it. But if you can get a little intel on what other people are doing, especially if you have industry associations, uh, you know, conferences and other people who are really into this, these metrics, um, you're going to get some insight as to how people form their, their marketing budgets. Well, here's a, a, a thing that happens as small businesses grow. They'll establish their budget. And if they can get themselves off of the whipsaw business, like, like we talked about earlier, as they grow, they see the, the effectiveness of the marketing and they go, oh, we can, we can lay back on that a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the exact opposite that you should do. You should lean into it harder. In fact, let's say your gross revenues have doubled in the last year. You know, hallelujah, you're going you're gonna to be pretty happy about that. Well, if you're going to succeed similarly into the future, your marketing budget needs to double as well. It should stay that consistent percentage. And as you succeed, you consciously and purposely expand your marketing and the amount of money and resources you're putting into your brand strategy. All this stuff needs to be sort supported as you grow, and that should be part of your overall strategy as well. So let's wrap things up here. Uh, let's, let me just go through the 10 commandments one at a time. Number one was have a strategy and stick to it. Number two was know what emotions you're trying to tap into. Number three was understand your audience. Number four was have great products and services and great customer service. Number five was know your competition. Number six, don't over or undervalue marketing. Have a great marketing plan. Have great marketing. Uh, uh, number seven was have a great identity. That's your logo tagline and everything else that you're recognized by. Uh, number eight was Embrace social. Number nine, be authentic, be relevant, be memorable. And number 10, test everything that uh, you touch in the world of brand and marketing. Test, 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 test. If you're not testing, you're not actually marketing. So there we have it, the 10 commandments of branding. And uh, of course, if you have any questions about any of these, if you disagree with these, if you have input, if, you have, if I've missed anything that you thought was super important, would love to hear about you. So I created this podcast episode and, and, and you know, other ideas, these big idea kind of podcasts are, are good to a point. They're not giving you all this, the super deep uh, minutia details that you're going to need to implement it, but it gives you the big brushstrokes and it gives you the high level view. If you're missing out on any of the stuff that I talked about today, these are fundamental things. You, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be missing out on any of these. If, if you're rock solid, as you listen to this entire episode, you should, be, you should have been nodding your head knowingly and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got that covered. I got that covered, right? Uh, if you weren't super into the, uh, the, the nuances of everything that I was saying, or if you were questioning it, or if, you, if it was blatantly obvious that you've got a big hole there, Give us a call. We would love to talk to you about your projects, about your brand, about your 
your uh, ideas of uh, how to develop a brand strategy. Love to talk. So give us a call. Visit brandarchetypes.com if you want to take that free questionnaire. And um, uh, if you uh, follow the simple tips that we talked about today, you should start to see changes over the course of as little as just a, a couple of weeks or so. I'll probably give it a couple of months for things to sink in. But uh, you will be a happier business owner for it. And I got to, <laughs> Amy always has us do these marketing mayhems. And I picked one out and I'm going to include it on the blog post. So I'll, <laughs> as I'm looking at this, this is just it's so wrong. It's, a, it's an ad for Schlitz beer. And it's from the 1950s. And it, it is kind of amazing to me how offensive <laughs> marketing was back in the 1950s. Okay, so this entire ad is eight words long. And it's, it's a husband in a suit. And he's standing next to his adoring wife. And she's looking up and gazing into his eyes with a, a smoking pan in her hand and a, a hanky. She's dabbing a tear away from her face. And he says to her, don't worry, darling, you didn't burn the beer. <laughs> okay, well, if uh, you're, a, you're a woman and you weren't offended by that, uh, wow, that's, that's strange. I, I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't be offended. Well, thank goodness we've left all of these uh, these questionable marketing strategies back in the 50s. At least I hope so. I hope you're not creating ads that bad, but it is definitely some marketing mayhem. Again, we will be back with Amy next week doing a our, our duo show. And uh, thanks for listening today, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks. You've been listening to the Brand Archetypes Podcast. Are you ready to discover your company's archetype? Check out brandarchetypes.com where you can download the book, find out about archetype-specific strategies, connect with us on social media, and sign up for our newsletter. 